0: You know what, Sam? What? This game was a symptom of a larger problem.
1: Yes, it was.
0: Coming to you from the heart
1: of Kane's country, this is the Caniac Report. Your number one source for everything Carolina Hurricanes, hot takes, predictions, game analysis, and NHL news. And now your hosts, Sam Wallace and Sam Driscoll. All right, we are back with another episode of the Kaniac Report. Um, Sam, Hurricanes... Hurricanes uh, lose. Are you, yeah, they lose, obviously, against Colorado. How, how are you about... Uh, The past few games so far, because I've done the couple um, solo episodes for the past couple games.
0: So I told you before we recorded, I want you to trust me because I'm going to take this episode Mm -hmm. in a different direction, and I am. I don't want to talk about the game. You want to look at the goals, go watch the highlights. There wasn't anything great about the game. I want to take a look at this game, and we'll allude, and I will allude to points in this game because I think again this game goes back to my one liner, right? this game was a symptom of a larger problem. And I think this road trip is almost done. We finished out West and I think we can take a lot from that. And I'd rather talk about these six games as a package because again, I think this game is a symptom of a larger problem. And I think you probably agree with that too. So they've won a couple, they've won three games out of six, 500. That's not good because that means the West Coast trip you lost more than you won. <sighs> At the end of the day, we're not seeing Carolina Hurricanes hockey, right? Not even in the wins, I would no. say. even against Ottawa. It was there, I think, maybe in spurts. I think that was probably closest because it wasn't there against L.A. It really wasn't there against Anaheim. It definitely wasn't there against Seattle, and it wasn't there against Colorado. Maybe 5-on-5. Five five. Adam Gold alluded to they played good 5-on-5. Five five. Uh, I think you're grasping at straws. I don't think they played a good game last night. I think you had a couple players get lucky and score some pretty nice
1: goals. So there's the positive. We can score now, apparently. That's good. Yes, and I think, I think there are some positives to take from the Colorado game and the, probably the other games as we're kind of going on that theme here and the fact that you're getting scoring from Cockney Emmy. Yeah. That's doing great, I think. Um, Nason apparently is a passing wizard. Yeah. And uh, it seems like Jarvis is doing pretty good, too. Now, Tara Vinan, um I, I mean, he's done pretty good at center. Yep. But I think he might have maybe a little bit been cooling off. But Which honestly, I think part of it when it comes to the forward group is you can say, well, Ajo's out, Svetch is out. And that's understandable. Yep. But I, I think the thing that's really concerning to us is the team defense. Yeah. Yes, there are players that we can point out. But I think you look at it from a larger scale. This team's just yeah. neglecting the defensive <coughs> side of the game, yeah. but they're doing good on the offensive side of it.
0: So this team is, unable, is not capable of outscoring their problems. They cannot outscore their problems. They've tried. It doesn't work. And I want to tell you why it doesn't work. Because I was looking on, on X today and I saw this tweet from David Pecnota and I wanted to share it. So I screenshotted it and I wanted to, sh- to share it with, with the podcast. These are the top teams in the league with the highest goals against average in the league. Number, number 26, San Jose at 3.8. Number 27, Toronto at 3.8. Number 28, Edmonton at four goals a game allowed. Tampa Bay at four. They don't have Vasilevsky. I think you can put an asterisk by Tampa. Number 30, Minnesota at 4.2. Winnipeg, number 31 at 4.2. And the Carolina Hurricanes round off as the worst team with the goals against at number five. Let me be clear. I think Adam Gold may have put a little bit more more. More pressure on the goaltending. Whereas I don't think Ronta was good. I actually liked Kachetkov last night. Would I have liked him to make a save? Sure. But I also think without Kachetkov, last night's game isn't 6-4. to four. It's probably closer to 10. I think he staved at least two three goals. We'll see, he, there was I, a breakdown I, with Jacob Slavin and Brent Burns. I mean, bad breakdown. <laughs> and they just split them. And, I, and how often as you see Jacob Slavin and the Brent Burns? He gets split right up the middle they did could outstanding save without that seven to four right should could would
1: it have been nice if he could have stopped some sure I don't put like the McKinnon goal I think he should sure. have stopped I'm I not, saw it coming though because I saw both D'Angelo and Orlov going behind the nets
0: yeah I tweeted out after that goal I said the third pair gets abused by the top pair you know top line of of the Avalanche but and I'm not giving a hard time because when it's Nathan McKinnon, he's one of the best players in the National Hockey League, right? You give him that shot, he's going to score probably every time on every goalie. He- Maybe Sorokin and Vassy stop it. I don't know. I'm not going to judge. That's an unbelievable player. It would have been great to get a save. Maybe then you have a shot. But, again, this game, this trip, I think, has shown that there is a problem on the defense. All of it. And I think there are gonna be some different views on, on the remedies of this. Some people say D'Angelo needs to be out, Chatfield needs that's to be in. And that's fine. I think there's arguments for that. I'm taking a different stance on this. We're in the interim, I think that's probably the best way to go. And now those of you who listen are like, oh, but you love D'Angelo, I do love D'Angelo. I think he's a great guy and a great hockey player and a very talented, skilled offensive defenseman. He really helps the power play, and the power play has been very good. They've allowed some shorthanded goals, but we're scoring on the power play. So there's a plus, right? And and I think he's a good skater. Absolutely. Usually he can correct, which is good because where Orlov can't, D'Angelo and Chatfield have the speed to correct if there's a mistake made. And that's a good thing. That's a, it's a positive. The issue you're here is where Orlau is probably then the worst of the two. You can't bench an $8 million player. You can bench a $2 million player, right? So there's just that optics there that even if Orlau's been worse, you can't really bench him because of the money involved.
1: That's fine. I get it. Although I could totally see Brandon Moore doing something like that, but also could see Tom Dundon and Don Waddell no. <laughs> saying no. Yeah, and I think that's fair. <coughs>
0: But I'm not blaming this on D'Angelo and Orlov like a lot of you are. The way you tweet in some of our fellow Hurricanes podcasts, some of our fellow fans, you act like it's all D'Angelo and Orlov's fault. And let's be clear, that's not the case by any stretch of the imagination.
1: Well, they're they're part of the problem.
0: And that's what I'm getting to. D'Angelo and Orlov are part of the problem. As is Shea and Pesci, Slavin and Burns. We have not seen vintage Jacob Slavin this season. He has not been good. We have not. We have seen Brent Burns have some pretty big defensive lapses this season. He has not been good. Brady Shea and uh, Brett Pesci probably have been your best pair, and they haven't been all that good offensively. I think they're producing, which is probably disguising some of their shortfalls.
1: Yeah, Brady Shea has been amazing. Six points since. And- And and right now,
0: Jacob Slavin leads the National Hockey League in points for defensemen. Fantastic. But we're talking about defense. And again, it's from the top down that there's a problem, starting with Slavin going down to Chatfield and D'Angelo and Dorloff, right? It doesn't matter. They've all been very, very bad.
1: And and it includes the forwards, too. Now, obviously, wingers have less of a responsibility on D than the centers. But, I mean, it's an individual and a... Uh, team problem too. Yeah. That's how I view it as it
0: is. And, and look, you're gonna always we're always gonna be straight shooters with you, right? And I want to be honest. Would I like to see maybe a little bit more hustle from from D'Angelo on the penalty on the power play shorty? <coughs> sure. But the thing you're not gonna get from all these other people who just want D'Angelo to fail he was on the ice for a minute. That's a long time for any player. Most players aren't on the ice for a minute. On the power play, what it is. And when you get towards the end of your shift, because usually you got two units, you split it about 50-50. He got abused in that situation. That's unfortunate. Maybe he got stuck. Maybe he got turned around. I don't know. doesn't matter. On the ice for a minute. It Regard,
1: it, I mean, yes, it is tiring when you're on ice for a A minute, but you also can't neglect that player's responsibility either.
0: No, and I'm not. Again, what I said would have been great to see that situation, but I'm not expecting
1: Tony D'Angelo to be
0: Jacob Slavin because I know that that's not possible and it will not happen.
1: It won't, but I think you should strive for that defensively. Sure, you should. That's not
0: why he's here, right? It's not why D'Angelo's here. But right now, again... It's a lot of players. And do I think D'Angelo needs to sit once we're healthy? He probably does. And I like Tony and I, I hate to see that. But I don't agree with you that that's the solution because that's going to cause a problem. And I said this going into the season that I think that there's too many defensemen and there could be a problem here. And I've, I think I've been proven
1: right so far. I think there's going to be a problem. And here's where I think this might be the case. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THP. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet 5 on the NFL. That's code THPN. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 8778 hope Y or text hope and 467 369 In Connecticut, help is available for problem. Gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boo Hill Casino and Resorts, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
0: I think we can agree that the farther up the food chain you go on the defensive side, they've been better, right? I think once you get down past Brent Burns and Slavin, they're, they're okay. They've had, some, they've had their <laughs> bad, glaring moments, and I think last night they got exposed pretty bad, which was rare. Again, that's rare, but this season, a lot of these guys are getting exposed. Brady Shea and Brent Burns, or Brady Shea and Brett Pesci have produced offensively. So I think that might cover up some of their glaring problems. But their, but their spot in the roster probably isn't as vulnerable. where you're seeing players that are struggling. and I thought Chatfield wasn't all that great last night either. But again, I don't think anyone was good defensively from the first offensive line all the way down to the third pairing defenseman. I really think defense is a problem, period. And now I don't want to give up the offense either, but there <coughs> needs to be a they need to be better. I'm going to say you have three defensemen that are fighting for a roster spot. Because even with the contract, I think Orlov is right now. you got Orlov, Chatfield, and D'Angelo. They all want to play. And where it's good to have that competition, someone's going to be benched that shouldn't be. D'Angelo should not be benched. Orlov is very good. He should not be benched. Chatfield is a top four defenseman. These guys shouldn't be benched and wouldn't be benched on a lot of NHL teams. I think we're going to start to get into a locker room problem if we're not already there. And maybe that's where we are right now, and that's why things are problematic. I think this team is at a place where we are short down the middle. And I think we are plentiful on the blue line. And I think we're at a spot now where it might behoove us to move someone. Not saying a name. I I don't know who. I don't know who would be the one moved. But once everyone is healthy, I think we're going to have that locker room issue that might be there. I don't know. This is speculation. Become an issue. Because I think right now, I think you're right. I think there's not much of a choice but to go with Chatfield until Orlov gets comfortable. Because I think that's the problem. You can't have two defensemen that are purely offensive-minded that Orlov and D'Angelo are together. Now, yes. I'm going to say something that's not popular. I don't agree with Rod Brindamore and keeping Shea and Pesci together. I think that's awesome when your third pairing can work, and right now it's not.
1: I could see that working, too.
0: If you, I think the ideal fix here is you put Orlov with Shea or Pesci and D'Angelo with Shea or Pesci, right? You put them with one of those pair. And I think that might fix your problem, right? If you want D'Angelo in the lineup, that's what you have to do right now until Orlov gets comfortable. <clears throat> but then Chatfield's out, and he doesn't deserve to be out because he's been okay. So I think we're in a spot now. Now it worked out last night that we had these that you know Pesci was hurt. That's concerning too because I didn't know there was a problem there. Then all the yeah, sudden is out. Either. So there's no we don't know what that seriousness is, and I haven't seen anything. And that goes into my next point here, where I think the defensive defense is a problem. We're also without a lot of players right now, and I think it's unfortunate. But again, I think you would agree with me, Sam that this trip that there's something off with this team and I don't know what it is because there's not there hasn't been a huge change to the roster compared to last season or even the year before, right? It's not been crazy different.
1: Yeah. Well, I wonder, so here's my question. And I I wonder if they if they have had a legit practice yet yeah, on this road trip. I wonder a little bit. Again, I'm not saying that's going to be the solution to fix no. all the problems. But I, I think it could be the starting point of of seeing this Hurricanes team that we know and how they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Maybe get a practice in. And I think one thing that I think you and I both agree, because I think you stated that here, is the first step in trying to remedy, remedy the situation is to get Orlov going.
0: Yeah, once Orlov is comfortable, once Orlov is in a place where he can do this, Now, Adam Gold seems to think, in the moment, Orlov might not be able to skate with this team. That might be the case. Maybe he never gets going. And unfortunately, then we have another Jake Gardner on our hands. I don't tend to subscribe to that theory. I think where I subscribe... He only has
1: two years. So it's not like it's four years like Jake Gardner. So I
0: subscribe to the theory that he'll get going like Brent Burns. It'll just take some time. And I think we're good enough that we'll be okay. But... If we start to get to a point where we're 10 games in, it's not changed. 15 games in, not changed. 20 games in, not changed. I think you have to look at, okay, other than just putting Orlov with Chatfield, what can we do? Maybe we need to put Orlov with Slavin. Sorry, Brent Burns, right? (laughs) I think we're in a spot now that we need to do something different. And another player, I want to be honest with you, that I don't notice on the I didn't notice the fourth line last night, hardly, when they were on the ice. That was okay, I guess. Burke wasn't awful. Callahan Burke or something he, like that. He only, played se- he
1: only played seven minutes of ice time last night. I don't night, care. So it's not for, much.
0: I don't care for Brendan Lemieux. Good, he's tough. Whatever. Um, <clears throat> and Jack Drury, I think, has been pretty unnoticeable. Once we're all healthy, and now let me be fair, I don't like Jack Drury, but I also believe in giving the guys that you have in your system a shot. He has not had a shot with what's most likely going to be his line mates. I want to see what it's like. And right now, I don't know what the lines are going to be because they weren't good. They haven't been good at all. And at this point, I don't know if Jack Drury can be your fourth line center. And, when, and what happens when Ajo gets hurt? Tebow had to move to the center, which shows you really don't want Natchez in center, and he wants to play, so that's a little concerning there. They must really believe he can't do it.
1: Well, I think it's because, and I think you've seen through the six games with Natchez, is that he's probably one of the most frustrating players on this team because he, when he is on his game, and I think it's moment by moment now, not game by game. I think it's moment by moment where... You'll see a moment where he is just flying, flying through the offensive zone. And then there's a moment where he's battling the puck and he turns it over.
0: Well, I think Tripp said it right last night, right? When he gets flying, it can be a problem because he gets too individualistic. And look, people are going to be like, oh, well, you wanted all the offense. I did, and I'm glad we have it. But that doesn't mean that we can... I don't believe that they're mutually exclusive. I don't believe you have to give up this offense in order to get back to your defensive game. I don't. I think this team can score goals, and I think they've proven they can score
1: goals. Yeah, there's a happy medium there. Yeah,
0: and I don't think you have to sacrifice the offense that we have in order to get back to the defensive side. Because, again, even Slavin has not been great defensively this season, and that's a shock. Really, it truly is. Now, yes, D'Angelo and Orloff have been your worst pair. Flat out, they have been your worst pair, and I like D'Angelo. There is a problem with this team that I don't know what it is. But I think another area that we need to talk about that's not just defense, it's down the middle. And I think Adam Gold is right. What happens when your center gets hurt? You don't have
1: one, right? Right? Yeah, you really don't. So I think you have to
0: sign Eric Stahl. I think at this point he is available. He is a a guy that can come in and you know can do it because he did it in Montreal for their playoff. And he did it in Florida. And he did it in Minnesota. He's been pretty good. I'm shocked he doesn't have a
1: contract. I really am. But you need another center. And we, here's the thing, we talked about this before the season even started, Sam. About the fact that we probably need another forward, particularly a center. Because we didn't know KK uh, could be the second line center. Well now, I think KK can be with what he has shown to us, Sam. But with Ajo being out, that leaves a huge void in the center hole. And no, if Ajo's out, I'd rather him do it right now than... Far later down the road during the season. Yeah.
0: But I'll, I'll say this. I think these injuries we have in the forward group prove what you and I said earlier and that we need upgrades. Right? And I think you need a center upgrade right now. Because what happens if a KK is hurt? Who are you putting there? Drury? No, and it's proven Tavo can't do it, extended period. And I think tavo has been fine as a center. They don't want Natchez to be it. Maybe Jarvis, but he doesn't have a lot of experience that way. Granted, granted he can take really a good. face off. He can take a face off, and he can win it clean. And I saw him do that a few times last night, and I loved it. But I don't think that's ideal for them either. And again, I know I'm going to get on my soapbox about Eric Stahl. What can Eric Stahl do? He can play that fourth-line center, right? Eric Stahl, Tara and Svechnikov, or Nason, Nason, sorry. That's a really good line that can produce, and Eric Stahl can skate and play with the big boys. He can. He's done it. He did it in Florida. He was very good in their Stanley Cup run. (coughs) Eric Stahl is the best forward forward available to come in and, I think, round out your, your center group.
1: And he has a brother that can vouch for him.
0: And I think he does, and I think he has.
1: Don Waddell, I don't know
0: what you're waiting for. I know you want to make Drury work. It's not. Maybe you want to give it some more time. That's fine. Give it till the end of the month. Maybe we'll be healthy by then and we can see a couple games. But I think you're going to find Jack Drury can't do it. And he won't be able to make that third scoring line what you want it to be. And if that he line doesn't, if the he doesn't
1: does, then honestly, i probably just put him as depth. But if he doesn't like that, trade him.
0: Yeah. Look. We're in a spot right now that we really need to fix something. Defense is the priority. There is a problem defensively. Right? There is an absolute problem defensively. And that's from the forward groups to the blue line. Goaltending Ronta's been bad. Really bad. Your best goalie's been Anderson. Kachukov's been okay. Your worst goalie is is Ronta right now. Yes. And... Again, this game, I think, shows that. And again, we haven't talked about the game. I really don't think there's a need to go watch the highlights if you want to torture yourself. It was frustrating.
1: Well, I mean, I agree with you. I don't think we need to because we've seen the story over and over again for the past few games.
0: And you talked about the Seattle game. I think this game was mirrored that pretty closely. But we've, we've alluded to points in this game that I think were important to allude to, and I think that's good. But I think you agree with me. This game was a symptom of a larger problem. And now we're going to go play a very similar team in Tampa. Now they're also on this list of having a a problem with defense. But their defense isn't their problem there. It's their goaltender. They don't have Vasilevsky, and they really didn't have a goalie who can play can. This is a game we should win. Flat out, you should beat Tampa Bay. I think you agree with that there.
1: I think that's the most to win. Because if you win against Tampa, at least you even out the road trail. Yeah. And you and I have the Seattle game.
0: We're going to that one. We'll be there. And then, Sam, we have our giveaway for the Sharks game. We'll announce that after the Tam- uh, uh, on the episode with the Tampa game. So just, again, pay attention to that. We're going to announce it after the the game against the Lightning. On that podcast on how you guys can enter again, just as a reminder, that game is only for first responders. That is the theme of that night's game. We're going to honor that theme. And we want to respect you guys because you guys are our heroes in this community. And I know you agree with that, Sam, for sure. Yes, I agree. Uh I've, I've stood on my soapbox about, about this season, about just the problems that are here. Again, I'm going to just recap, and then, Sam, I'll let you close. And, and if you want to add some things to what you want to say, I'll let you take it from there as well. Um, the defense is a problem. Does that mean we have too many? And that at some point, that's going to become a problem. I think so. So that's it there. I think someone's going to have to get moved at some point because it's not going to become fair to Ch- Chatfield or D'Angelo. You have both. And I'm going to be honest with you, I want to keep both those guys, so I think someone else is out. Don't know who, don't know what you want to do, but I think someone else is going to have to go. Number two, down the middle. you got to add a center. Maybe you don't need the top six, but you can fix the bottom half, right? Eric Stahl's available. Make it happen now. That's an easy thing to do. promise you he wants to come back. It would be awesome for him to win another cup here. <coughs> he played a chunk most of his career in Carolina. He was a leader in Carolina. He won a cup in Carolina. Dude's a Stanley Cup champion. He knows what it takes to win. He was in the finals last year. He played very good. He can still skate. He can still play. He can still produce. Eric Stahl's your fix there. Next, goaltending. You need your goalies to play better. Got to get Anderson back. If not, <coughs> sorry, Ranta Kochetkov's the guy. He's been the better of you, two hopefully freddy's back he's skating he's practicing my guess is this is a concussion you never know how long that can take they don't think it's going to take a long time which, they will never say which is stupid but that's fine yes
1: because they said precautionary reasons he's got a i'm concussion. just like i gonna what's be flat going out on? with you right now
0: he has a concussion right or there's concussion symptoms that's it right goaltending needs to play better it needs to be better if it doesn't then you got a problem. This team isn't going to go far this year if it doesn't remedy itself because you're not going to fix it without. Maybe you can give Yanni Peretz a shot. I don't think that's your answer there. No, it's not. Maybe you go talk to Arizona if they're having a bad year, but they're not having a bad year, so they're not going to want to get rid of Karel Vamilka. But that's it, right? Goaltending, tending defa- team defense as a whole, but also the blue line, narrowing in there on that, and then down the middle. Those are my areas of concern right now. I think I've addressed it, and I think you saw all of them glare at you. Again, a symptom of a larger problem was the Colorado game, and I think you saw each of those three categories glare as a problem last night. Sam, I'll t- let you have a final word, and if you have some other thoughts you want to add as well.
1: Okay, so I-, I mainly agree with you. I think we have a center problem, which we've already discussed about before the season started. Um, the deep it's just events, not the top six. It's actually the bottom yeah, side. Yeah, exactly. That's because, a good thing. Yeah, it is good. And um, one of the praises I will give is I think KK is finally showing to be that second line center. Um, but you need the depth now at center. and I don't think the Hurricanes have it. Uh, another thing, too, I think with having seven defensemen, I think that it's going to be a challenge. If they can somehow make it work chemistry-wise in the locker room, Great. Uh, but the thing is that I, th- I think if you bench a guy like D'Angelo, who is a very vocal person, I could see that chemistry not doing good at all. Uh, so I do think that they need to watch out for the chemistry there on the back end. We know D'Angelo can be a hothead at times. Look, He's not going to like and that. Look, I like the hot. Look, you need passion in a yeah, roster. Yeah, you do. You do.
0: And that's another reason why I don't want to take him out necessarily is because Chatfield doesn't necessarily provide the passion that Tony does. But right now, don't care about passion. I care about keeping the puck out of the net.
1: Yes, exactly. Uh, which is why right now I'd go with Chatfield. But I think you can make the argument for it's a, a band aid, Right.
0: I mean, it's a band aid, not a not a solution. Right. It's not a cure. It's a band aid over a problem that. For now, that works, but it doesn't solve the dilemma once we're healthy.
1: Yes, definitely. And another thing, too, I'm just going to give advice on the management side here. Um, I, I'm i not just trying to say that you need to rush the players that are hurt, but I hate the excuse. Uh, at some point, that excuse is not going to be good of like, well, we got to wait for the playoffs because... You're not going to make the playoffs with this type of team performing. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm not trying to rush the injured guys. It's just don't make at some point. That's not going to be a, a good excuse anymore. We're trying to wait for the playoffs no. because if you're playing this bad, you're not going right to get now, in. You're not going to get in.
0: <laughs> We're 500 hockey. That ain't good enough to get in. That's it's resemblance of the dark ages. Um, and I just want to talk about the last thing, and then we'll be done. This is NHL news, so we'll get into something, because I want your opinion on this. I, on my way home from church today, was listening to 32 Thoughts that came out Friday. And this has been in the news of decentralizing the NHL draft. I'm completely against it. What are your thoughts on it as Well, a whole?
1: I, so, I mean, I agree with what Jeff and Elliot talked about and the fact that it helps people get into the NHL. Because I think the most valuable thing is face-to-face communication. If you decentralize that, you're putting a barrier right there on trying to get people into the NHL, working for them. Um, Also, another thing, too, I I think it can prevent certain type of trades from happening. I'm sure you remember during the 2015 draft that they said um, both Toronto and Pittsburgh were going at it on the table Putting their uh, fist banging, yep, fist banging, yep. Fist banning, and it turns out that was the Phil Kessel trade. Yep. So I think there are certain trades that can only happen when uh, GMS are all together. Now, from an economic sense, yeah, it makes sense to decentralize it because it probably does cost a lot more, but I think it's worth the cost. In my opinion,
0: I agree. I liked also what they said about turning it into like an NHL con, right? where they yeah, turned it really a like huge that. convention. You and I have talked about going to the draft this year, and I think that'd be fun, and, and we haven't ruled it out. I think it'd be really cool. It's in but Vegas. We don't,
1: we don't know when it's going to be. Uh,
0: They did announce dates. They mentioned it in the pod. I think it's July 28, 29?
1: No, June 28, June. 28, because July 1st is free agency <laughs> right. I think day. it's
0: June 28th and 29th is the draft, I think. Could be wrong, but I know it's right around that time.
1: I'm already going to be having those days off, trust me.
0: <laughs> so will I, because I'll take them off this
1: year. But I think it's a great thing, especially
0: for people like us who are kind of starting to get into re- reporting on the team to go to, right? It's a huge event. <laughs> it's great for us because at that point we could even at that point try ourselves to network some, right? Um, it's great for people who want to cover the league and players who want to get into the league to play. It's a huge event. And I think turning it into a big like convention is smart. And I think yeah, that's right. I do too. And I kind of like the idea of having like trade deadline day similar. I think that'd be cool. It'd be great TV. So I agree with that. That'd be pretty fun having all the GMs in one room. In fact, I think
1: cool. that could sell really well. No, I do to too.
0: I really think so too because it'd be unique to see it. Granted, at that point you're getting the diehards for that, but you know, like every year another team has it, right? You just kind of rotate through the teams.
1: And the NHL is known. Uh, for their dra- for how they do the draft because doesn't the NBA, the un- uh, other... I think they leagues, have decentralized they de- it. They de- decentralized
0: de- de- it. They did. I think they, they've done it already. but um, And I'm sorry to everyone. I've, I don't know why I keep coughing.
1: <laughs> but, well, don't don't say that because I'm probably going to edit this stuff. okay So the then you won't have off. to
0: hear me coughing, but I don't know. Tickle in the throat.
1: But um
0: I agree with you. Don't like it. But that's the big piece of NHL news going on. And then a player got suspended for four games. He can appeal it yeah, I didn't yeah. see the hit, so I don't really know.
1: Yeah, I don't know either. But yeah, and also when it comes to the decentralizing thing, um, all the teams have until Tuesday to put in their votes. Be I'd curious. be shocked if they all were for decentralizing. Carolina will be for it. I think they will, too, because I think Dungeon, cheap, so yeah, yeah. Dundon would want to probably want to cut the cost on that. But even then, I mean, make it to where instead of 20, 10 people go. Sure. There are ways to cut down
0: the cost um, for sure. And I think that's what you want to do. But that's an interesting, that's a little interesting thing that I wanted to end on today. But I know, Sam, this has been a rough West Coast trip, The it has been the toughest one that this team has had to deal with. in the. This is the toughest stretch of hockey in the Rob Rendon Moore era. And I want to end with this. I still have hope for this team. I do. You know what? I'm not going to say this yet because I want to see what happens after this week and see what their changes are. And if there hasn't been, then I'll let out what I have in my head. So there's a tease. We'll see what happens. I want to see what goes on this week before I give an opinion on this. You said a tease? A little tease here. uh, That I think there could be another issue, but I'm not ready to vocally say it yet. So make a note, Sam, and ask me about it at the end of next week.
1: Okay. All right. It's going to be interesting. We will see you guys after the Tampa game. Hopefully there's a win there. Yes.
0: Thanks for listening to the Kaniac Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. Can't get enough of the Kaniak Report? For more content or to connect with the Sams, check them out on Instagram and Twitter at the Kaniac Report. We'll see you next time.